Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Broncos Country Tonight. Touchdown, Denver! Presented by Betfred. An official partner of the Denver Broncos. Sign up and see why everyone is betting with Fred, the bonus king. Let's go! On the official home of the Broncos. Go all day. All night. KOA. Right, Steve Ferguson's theme music. Listen up, y'all, because this is going it. back way back. Nick was amazing when this was out. No, no, here's the thing about this. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is this is funny. I didn't know Grant was going to play this. Mm-hmm. But I, in my time here with the Denver Broncos, I sat next to two people. You know, one of those individuals. Dominique Foxworth mm-hmm. and Hamza Abdullah. Mm-hmm. So every time I would come in the locker room, they would sing this. They would sing this every single, every single time. time. I'd have it on play. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd have a little remote for my speaker. I'd just be turning it up, <laughs> looking at you, dead in the eye. So, so all of a sudden, because so many guys would hear it so frequently, mm-hmm. my name was no longer Mick Ferguson. It was Fergalicious. It was Fergalicious. Fergalicious. Yeah. So I'm calling you come from on. now on. I, the old, okay, John... Would call me John Lynch. Would call me Nico, right? Everyone else would call me Fergalicious. I mean, I'm like, it got to a point where I stopped pulling my hair out and just said, you know what? I can't do anything about it. Can't beat him, John. Yes. You start calling him that. Welcome to Broncos Country Night. Because it's been all bright. Fergalicious from Steve Atwater. So I can't, I can't do it. Hall of Famer Steve Atwater and uh, Nick yes. Fergalicious Ferguson over yes. there. Five six six nine zero is the text line. I'm calling Fergalicious from now on. This is happening. See? Okay. Somebody tried to play Benny and the Jets one time, and I threw their tape player out on the ground. Really? Yeah, I walked in, put Benny and the Jets, and I was like, what a guy. Just threw it on the ground. You know what? You, when I see you, you have a somewhat calm demeanor, mm-hmm. but I think when, when you peel back that layer, there's something else underneath. A Tasmanian devil. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I may not be property. the biggest person in the world, but I come at you like a weed eater on a fence post. Me and Taz. Yeah, Taz. What's up, Taz? Oh, my God. This show's already off the rails. Five six six nine zero is the tax line. Hall of Famer Steve Atwater, Nick Fergie, Fergalicious Ferguson. Mm. I'm going to give you four names. Why not? Uh, we're going to have George Chirouri tonight uh, a little bit later. That'd be fun. Talk to pro football focus, guys. Steve, what did you see? In this Broncos-Packers game, I, I I don't have any love for love. And I, I've been talking about this, and Nick Ferguson is not, uh, Nick Ferguson is a little more bullish. He has a little more love for love. I, I think he's bad. Yeah, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks in their first couple of years, they struggle. And this is his first year as a starting quarterback. Um, I think he has potential. I don't know if the team will stick with him. Long term, just because the way it is now, it seems like teams give up, give up, give up on young quarterbacks way too quickly, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and they don't spend the time to develop the quarterback. Uh, you know, guys don't come right out of college 
ready to play in the NFL. You got to develop them. Even if they're first round picks, you still got to develop them. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I think, he, I think he has it in him. I think, see, you know, I think I, I like his mindset. I've heard him give several interviews and, you know, I, I like, I like how he operates. I think he's a good leader, but I know when it, when it comes down to it, you got to win ball games. And, um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't been training camp. I've seen him, how he works and all that. Um, we said you got to develop him, but he's been developed. I mean, the guy's been in the league for four years. They've been developing him. That's, that's the thing. Behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's not, that's not development. No. That's not development. That's what I try to tell Ben. <laughs> Learning from one of the best to no, ever do it is not. You, you can't learn by watching. You, you just can't. And, and do you think Aaron Rodgers was helping him out? No. <laughs> exactly. So once again, the, the way I look at Jordan Love is the same way I look at so many of these younger quarterbacks that are now in the league. You have to put them in position to succeed. And if you have young talent around a quarterback, that's going to happen. Like, no, their offensive coordinator, Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, he and I played with the Houston Texans together. Mm-hmm. And after the game, I told him, I said, look, man, you, you got a lot of talent, young talent on that team. Mm-hmm. If you guys can hang in there with them as they progress through these growing pains, I mean, you guys are going to be great because here's what we know about sports. There's always a team that's on the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And case in point, think about when you play, the tough matchups you guys had against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. But you guys would always still dominate them and go to playoffs after Super Bowl. After uh, Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That wasn't my whole career. Well, it wasn't your whole <laughs> career, but, but, but that, that but was still there. Two or three years, yeah. We, 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 we had the numbers. Yeah, and then now we see Kansas City on it's top. Time. Yes, it's, yes. It, this is how it works in sports. That's why I tell Broncos fans, stop losing your freaking mind. Uh-huh. Stop losing it. Yeah. The, the universe is going to have a way of balancing the seven line. I, I go back to, and I'll ask you, Paul Clean was on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he said that he sees this Broncos country, Denver, Colorado, going from being a Broncos town to being a Nuggets NBA basketball town. I say, Stop. nah. Well, I mean, be, they are. They are. I mean, they, they are. Right now, they are. Well, so in addition tonight to being is a, the, the in Nuggets. Are, being a Broncos the Nuggets are blowing the Lakers out 42 24 already. Well, that's the Lakers. I mean, they swept them in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Well, remember how the Lakers told us they were going to come in and avenge all that? Narrator, they did not. Well, they need Tony Starks for that because Tony Stark said, you know, yeah, we may not be able to save him, but we'll be able to avenge him. I don't even think they did that. Yeah, I, not. No, not at all. I need like a I need like a parody superhero team that that actually doesn't get the job done, like the Mystery Men. You remember that movie? Yeah. Like, I, like I feel like I feel like that's what is. <laughs> oh, the Lakers are looking like the Bad News Bears right now. Five six six nine zero is the text line. Look, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like he's been in the league four years. He should know the odds. Whether or not you're not getting the reps from from Aaron Rodgers, and I understand the speed of the game stuff. I do. I'm playing the devil's advocate on this other point for for for. for a reason, but you should understand the offense and you should be able to competently execute it from it. You've had enough practice reps. You have had starts before. I mean, it's not like Jordan Love never started a game before. He started at Arrowhead. He started games before. Yeah, man. Um, there, there's a speed of the game argument to be made. Let everything slow down for you. I get that. But at the same time, you're four years old. You're not a rookie, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not even close to a rookie. And I think We're talking I, about I, practice. <laughs> I think many times, too, um, when players don't play, sometimes they have a certain comfort level that they shouldn't have you know because they haven't been starting they just 
don't put that same work in that the starters put in. And uh, that's to their de detriment. Well, you know, PJ Locke was on the show yesterday, and he, he said something that is uh, very true to life. I mean, the two toughest positions is like if you're a backup quarterback and you kind of like a backup safety, you have to prepare as though you're going to go in, knowing as though you're probably not going to go in. It is, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you don't really know who or what you can be until you are forced into that kind of position. Mm -hmm. And that's why we see it all the time. You know, backup quarterback goes in, he plays against a team, and he plays well. And everyone's like, yeah, he should be the starter. But what they're forgetting is that that defense didn't prepare for him. But the next week when he goes out there and he has a full week of uh, practice, he's not prepared. The defense are prepared for him, and then he still he don't play the same way he played in the week before. So there, there's a lot that, that kind of goes uh, goes into it. But you said something, Steve, that's really important that really happens in NFL. When you draft a young quarterback, you have to be willing to stick with that guy for a couple of years to show what that player can actually get done. I, I would say that for a majority of guys that you draft, you you got to coach. You got to coach them. You got to you got to bring them along. And uh, if, if you aren't doing that, you're not maximizing the the uh, your draft picks. You know, you, you just aren't. I mean, most guys aren't first round draft picks on a team. You you have a few first rounders on teams. Well, some teams got a bunch of them because <laughs> over the years they hadn't had the success. Um, and but for the most part, you 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 may have you know a handful of first rounders. But the majority of the guys going to be third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders, free agents. You got to coach them up. You got to get them right. You got to bring them. You got to bring the best out of them. I agree with that. I my point in pointing out that I don't think very highly of Jordan Love is that the Broncos' two wins have come against marginal quarterbacks. Justin Fields is not that good. He had two good games. He's just not been that good. Jordan Love has not really been that good. Um, and, and the Broncos, is the defensive improvement a mirage or is it real and it's just happening to come against lesser quarterbacks? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. And I agree with you. Both of those teams, they aren't, they, they aren't playing their best ball mm -hmm. either. You know, they're not, you know, they're not the Chiefs and the, you know, the, uh, Eagles and the Niners. Um, but, my thing is, any game in the NFL is, is difficult to win. And I think the team knows that those wins, they weren't pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, they wasn't, it wasn't the best display, uh, but they got the job done. And that same thing can happen this week against, guess who? The Kansas City Chiefs. Do you believe? Well, I don't know if I believe. I especially don't believe in love after love. But what I do... <laughs> Continuing with the theme. Come on. <laughs> what I will say is that to answer my own question, the counterpoint is there. One of the defensive performances came against Kansas City, Pat Mahomes. It was just the game before this. Now, the offense didn't hold up their end. They only got eight points. But the defense held Pat Mahomes to 19 points. That's uh, holding him under 20-something that's only been done a half dozen times in his career. Yeah, it, it was so much so that the Chiefs decided, you know what? We need to change some things around here. And he decided to Nicole go back Hardman. and trade for Nicole Hardman, a guy who was part of the team that they opted not to bring back. Man, right? boy. Be because they were kind of uh, struggling in certain ways. And look, this Chiefs team is not one of these teams that you say, okay, they were not where they were years ago, where you there was a certain level of fear that you had. Nicole is supposed to bring that speed to the table. But I can tell you, um, I, I coached against McCall Hartman. And, and he has speed, but it's not that terrifying speed 
that number 10 has down in Miami with the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. That one is scary. I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that, Nick. Well, listen, we saw hey, both McCole Harmon and Tyreek Hill. In a straight line race, I think McCole Harmon and Tyreek Hill are fairly comparable. But Tyreek Hill moves laterally with agility that I that McCole does not have. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's much more stiff hipped. He's not scaring you. Right, because he's a two route yes. runner. He's, you run into eight. You're, it's, it's a bang you. nine or a bang eight. He's not scaring you because you don't have to cover him. Listen, if you had to ask me, hold on. What? He's not scaring you because you don't have to cover him. Well, I mean, I, I seen him in action. Yeah, I see both the, USC. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're right. I don't have the covers. <laughs> playing safety, playing corner, two different things, right? But at the same time, if you were to ask and you were to poll DBs in the NFL right now and said, okay, well, which guy would you? And guys are not going to say they fear. But that you think Which would be a problem. Which would you rather cover, Hardman or Hill? They're going to say Hardman. It's yes. because you know Hardman's running three routes. He's either stepping back for the screen or he's running a bang eight or bang nine, and that's it. He doesn't have the, the quick twitch ability that yes. Tyreek Hill has. And, and Tyreek Hill runs all of his routes on the route tree this, with the same speed. It's the same speed. Like, when you get receivers who can just run a nine route and just take the top off the defense, that's one thing. Can you run a slant that way? Can you run the dig that way? Can you run the deep over that way? There's not too many players that can. That's why he is such an offensive weapon. Now, will the Chiefs on Sunday try to get McCole Hartman involved in offense? Yeah. But, I mean, he shouldn't terrify the safety where now you got to think you have to, you know, line up 20 yards deep out of the frame. No. Well, I respectfully disagree. Okay. Just because... <laughs> Uh, McCole Harbin in the Kansas City offense is different from McCole Harbin in the New York Jets offense. Uh, yes, of course. Very true. And we've seen the creativity over the years with Kansas City in getting their receivers the ball and all these routes that they run, the motions, the, you know, uh, and they got an amazing tight end that, you know, there's, there's a whole nother story. Um, but it's going to be a different story in this office than we saw with the Jets. So, so I, I think he's going to be a weapon for them. I I, I wasn't happy when uh, when they re-signed him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Okay, tomorrow on the show, uh, I don't know, um, I'll, I'll be off tomorrow, but on Thursday on the show, I will tell the fans how you stop Travis Kelsey. And believe me, there is a plan. And I'll tell you right now, when it comes to what we're seeing from Cincinnati, Minnesota, the 49ers, and the Rams, who all run a version of Mike Shanahan's offense with a little hot sauce sprinkled on top, and throw Mike McDaniels in, in there as well, they run a lot of shifts and motions. But here's the thing. If all those things are happening behind the line of scrimmage, they can't hurt you. Because guess what? They're not going vertical. They're not trying to hurt you. They're trying to confuse you. But 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 that that is kind of my point, Steve. As long as they're doing all of that and you're reading your keys and you set an edge to the defense, both from the, the edge rush standpoint and from the coverage standpoint, they can't hurt you because they haven't gone vertical yet. Okay, Nick, so answer this question. Answer it honestly. Okay. When you played, when there was motion... I don't care what form, you know, you could be a, just one, uh, the Z receiver going across the formation to, 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 uh, twins. Yes. Was everybody 100% sure of their responsibilities? No, they were not. 
Bank. And, 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 <laughs> that, that's true. But that's, what but, but that's what that's where the safeties live, have to live up to the position that you play and either try to get guys in position or be that safety valve just in case someone breaks free. Is it, is it very difficult? Yes. And that's why they do. Like, I remember playing against the Kansas City Chiefs and they had, uh, I think it was, I think it was David Dunn. I think that was one of the tight ends and it was Tony Gonzalez. They were aligned in kind of like, uh, a pair, a pair slot, two tight ends on the same side. They would go big motion where they move both of those guys mm -hmm. and then one guy would come back. Ooh. Yes. Yes. They would do that. Now. You have to work that during the week to make sure you know that everyone is on the same page. Because if it was man, and let's just say, <clears throat> excuse me, they had two tight ends on the same spot. So usually the guy off the ball, you have that guy in man coverage. Once he comes over, they bring both guys over and one guy trades back. To me, we're not covering Dunn. The guy we're going to cover, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. That was the guy. Yeah. So no, to I, me, as, as long as you... It sounds simple. <laughs> When you when you talk about it, but when you but when you try to explain it to players, and you know, in the midst of all the other adjustments that they have to make during the game, we've seen it, Nick. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we've seen it. But, it's confusing. But this is where communication has to that take helps. place. It definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it starts in practice. Okay, well, what are we seeing on film? Mm -hmm. Let's watch it in the film room. And guys, I'm not going to make a call as your, your DB coach or D coordinator. You make the calls. I want to know how you see the game. Right. Because once you go out there, it's not about what the coach oh, yeah. can do. It's, it's about do you understand the defense and can you execute it? And sometimes you have to overcome coaching. Yeah, You have to. So I don't want to hear any excuses that, well, we didn't see that route. I don't want to hear that. And you know what happened? Well, we didn't see that route. Well, coaches can't prepare you for every freaking thing. Yeah, yeah. You got to gotta know the basics and yes. be able to, you know, be able to adapt. Got to love it. Five six six nine zero is the text line. Had quite a few uh, texts coming in. Uh, there's no way Nick really thinks the USA wouldn't absolutely roll in the Olympics. Could you imagine a Russian Ryan Edwards backpedaling against Justin Jefferson in flag football? <laughs> oh. He's more toasted than a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> Ryan, man. Can Ryan backpedal? Well, you should know that I mean, he raced you, Every right? time he argues. Ryan, he just put the moonwalk statement I mean, every on time you, we debated, it was That's like he was moonwalking right out of the studio. Wow. Wow. It's, oh, it's, it's great when I've got a microphone right here and he can't do anything. Like he's, right now he's seething into the, you know, the car. Like, that never happened. I'll make him rank, man. Hey, Grant, tell me you saved that. So you can save for the sports zoo and then let Ryan here tomorrow. I'm emailing that to him right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, see, Ryan's got the best backpedal in the business. Ooh. Wow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Man, Ben, you just taking shots, huh? I mean, look, it's that time of the night. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hangry. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm a little listen, hangry. Ryan is not even here and he's taking strays. He's taking strays. Wow. Yeah. I, I take strays from... I mean, Ryan that's gets your, his shots in on the, on the that's, that's your show. boy, man. Come on. That's my boy. 
You can't be boys without taking shots at each other. Yeah, you got to be able to roast each other. You got to so it's got to be good. Hey, man, I, hey, listen, I, I get it, but I don't think uh, Ryan is going to like that one. I don't think so. He's going to drive back up here. He's going to steal my, my pizza. I have delivery coming. He's going to steal it from off the outside. So I'm just sitting here hungry. Like, that would be the best race. If he knew I had a delivery coming, he just took it. it. Driving yeah. home. Driving home. Box. Kids, ain't, like <laughs> kids ain't great. I watch him just throw it in the trash because he's got meat on it, right? So he's just throwing it right in the trash. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He'll so show himself eating it while, while backpacking. Well, he won't yeah. eat it because he's eating it. Right, right. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be doing a video of him moonwalking with my pizza in his hand. How you like that? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff I want to get to. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Vance Joseph and, and Sean Payton on the sideline, that kind of dust up. I, I don't think that's a big deal. I mean, people get chippy during a football game. It happens. You know, the emotion of the moment, you get, you get a little angry at each other, and, and that, kind of, that, that kind of stuff happens. Um, well, you know, heck, we saw what I tell you, Kevin Gilbride, Buddy Ryan, fist fight. Oh, uh, boy, I remember that. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Like, whoa. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we've seen stuff like that before. It's um, it, it's just it's it's weird that I, I, people I think blew it up into something that it really wasn't. Do you? I mean, was there any? Do you disagree with that? Or oh, no, no, I agree one hundred percent. I mean, you know, uh, emotions uh, flare on the sidelines, especially when something simple should have been done. And uh, I know there was, uh, you know, there, there was. Uh, with K-Jack getting ejected, there had to be some adjustments. But uh, players, they got to be on top of that. They got to be on top of when they need to be in when, it, when, that, when, that, when not. I just got a text from uh, somebody, Ryan in South Denver. It says, uh, you son of a... <laughs> Daddy, Broncos country tonight takes more shots after this. I, I don't have any love for love. I, I think he's bad. A lot of quarterbacks in their first couple of years, they struggle. And this is his first year as a starting quarterback. Got a boy back home in Michigan and it tastes like Jack when I'm kissing him. So I told him that I never really liked his friends. Now he's gone and he's calling me a again. It's a guy that lives in a garden state and he told me that we make it till we graduate. So I told him that the music will be worth the wait. But he wants me in the kitchen when it's dinner plate. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe that woman to be. But jealousy. Welcome back to the Broncos country tonight. Like Halsey, I'm bad at love. Jordan, are you not? Oh, yes, he is. This this Halsey song was just for Ben. Yes, and and then here's the crazy thing about it. He's very prideful about it, which I don't understand. I don't understand it because I keep asking, well, who, who was the early woman in his uh, elementary days that hurt him? He needs to find her to resolve this issue. It goes up this deep, huh? Just, anytime something like this happens, you got to go all the way back to the beginning. Mm. Because it's whatever happened in the beginning sets the stage for everything that comes after. Mm. All right, man. I just want to find out who she is. Is, is Mary Jo? What's, what's her name? I don't know. A lot of people talking. Uh, a lot of people were upset, actually upset, uh, at the Broncos for winning. Saying it ruined the tank. That's what I say, but... They said they ruined the tank? Yeah. They're supposed to be tanking. We can get the quarterback. Yeah, they they were upset. I was listening to Ryan after the game, and the text line and people calling in. I was like, what happened to this fan base? And I know the justification that fans continue to say is, well, the organization's been losing for so many years. I'm like, okay, there was a period of time when the team won. I can understand, you know, not being happy about the losing, 
but to honestly root against the team in hopes that they will lose to get maybe a top pick to pick a, a quarterback. I'm like, uh, Ben doesn't like Jordan Love. Should that be an example of what Broncos country could be in for mm. by drafting a quarterback in, in the top rounds? Could, could that be your destiny? Mm. Hey, that's, that's a good point. You, you never know what it's going to look like no. once they get to the league. Because I've seen some amazing quarterbacks in college. Amazing. Get to the league like, whoa, what, same guy? Yeah, like, what happened to him? Tim Couch? Where'd he go? Uh, yes. right, where? Blaine Gabbard. Where did he go? Was he amazing in college? Well, I, I he would was say good. He, was, he was good. He was good in college. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Rosen. He was okay in college. Mm-hmm. I, well, was, I was never well, a Josh well, okay. Rosen fan. But By the way, let me ask a question now. Uh-huh. Do you think if guys go to a system that fits them with the coaches that we have the patience, you think, you think a majority of those guys could have worked out? I think some of them could. I think if Tim Couch or David Carr's thing, if you had not put them on expansion teams behind horrific offensive lines, that they, they could have played better. They, you know, could have had a better career. I don't think Blaine Gabbert was salvageable. I mean, we saw him with what, four teams or whatever it was. And he just, he's the same guy as all of them. He wasn't a, he wasn't a great quarterback coming out of college, even though there were some draft analysts. Mm -hmm. Because I, I remember Mike Mayock saying this specifically. That Blaine Gabbert was more NFL ready than Cam Newton. He uh, said that. Uh, yeah. Correct. And, and I get yes, that exactly. from the, he I, said that. I get that from the angle that he was saying it. What he was saying was is that Blaine Gabbert had been exposed to more pro concepts and pro verbiage than what did Cam Newton. Did they help? Did they help? Absolutely exactly. did not. And exactly. Cam, Newton was ready, Cam Newton was more or less ready to play from day one uh, in the NFL, despite playing in a very simple uh, college offense under Gus Malzahn at the. Uh, at Auburn. But see, this is why you, you, you have to be really careful with the evaluation and the people who are evaluating. Remember Bill Polian thought Lamar Jackson should work out as a wide receiver? Oh, Remember man. that? Boy, Lamar's carving <laughs> defenses yeah, up. Yeah, and, and, and individuals were saying, well, he's just a running back playing quarterback. No, they don't say that now? No, they don't say that. I was the MVP of this, of this league. Should have gone to Russ that year. <laughs> <laughs> You should have gone to Russ that year. I mean, I like Lamar just fine. I'm not a Lamar hater in any way. But I, th- I still think Russ outperformed him that year. Hey, man, the things that Lamar was doing that year was unreal. Unreal. I mean, he, he carried Baltimore. I mean, running the ball and passing the ball. He was their, he was their offense. Outside of Mark Andrews. Well, I was going to say, they, first of all, the run game, it's all the offense. That's, that's a Greg Roman thing. I mean, you go back to look what Colin Kaepernick did when Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, and they went to the, the Super Bowl. You know, Greg Roman has a, has a way of helping mobile quarterbacks maximize themselves where maybe other offensive coordinators are stuck in, this is my guy, he's going to do my system. Greg Roman has a way of, of, you know, kind of scheming it up for offensive guys. Now, there's a ceiling with that. We've seen it out of Greg Roman. There's a ceiling where you hit with that, and that's part of the reason Baltimore made the change. They brought Todd Monk in him. They're like, okay, Lamar has developed enough as a quarterback that we don't have to run a system that is limited to only accentuating his athletic abilities with some sporadic passing. We're going to feature his passing, and the mobility would be a plus attribute. But that's why what Steve said is absolutely truthful. If those guys went to systems or teams that were willing to push all their chips to the center of the table, because you're drafting a quarterback that high, you should go all in and make sure that you get the best out of your investment. 
But that's not what happens. Teams bail on quarterbacks after two years, and that quarterback, let's just say he's had two head coaches and three offensive coordinators. Yeah. Oh, man, it makes it difficult. Um, and I, I think every player, you know, they if they're fortunate enough to get with the team that utilizes their strengths, it's a blessing. Because many don't. Many don't. Many don't. They wind up on teams that is not really a great fit for them. I've seen tons of players like that. It just it didn't fit. The the coaches, uh, some coaches weren't willing to put in the time to develop the players. And, you know, they didn't really get along with the players. You know, they didn't like the players' work ethic. It's just something. There's there, many times, most of the time, there's something that strains the relationship between uh players and coaches to make it where it can't be a successful relationship. And um, I, I hate when that happens. Uh, I happen to be one of the lucky ones, I think, because I came into a system where um, they utilized my strengths. And I got along really well with all of my coaches, and I, I had a ton of respect for them. And, um, but I, I know players who come in and they don't respect their coaches. Yeah, happens a lot. Have you witnessed that? Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. A lot in my time, and usually those players don't end up playing a long period of time or they don't play long with that particular team. Yeah. But you brought up something as far as fit. The way that you and I play this game, and I watch you guys, you play this this game. I watch Ronnie a lot. And growing up, it's like, yeah, I want to emulate that. The game has changed so much. Kareem Jackson was mm. fine Nice pivot. Uh, he was a, he, yeah. Yeah, nice pivot. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was he was flagged and he was suspended originally, you know, four games. Yes. But uh Derek Brooks came in and reduced the the suspension to two games. Because now, the player, he understands. Right. So as a guy that played the game in the physical way, what did you originally think about the play itself and Kareem being fined? Yeah, well, um I, I think Kareem knows that uh, he's got a, got a target on his back. And uh, he's got to find some way to minimize having those types of contacts. Uh, it, it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, I know Kareem is not a huge player, and those types of hits, he can really kind of uh, show his bravado, show, show how, you know, the, the hard hitter that he is. Versus trying to hit him in his, you know, hit a guy in his chest or especially a big tight end, you know, tight ends, they'll, they'll run you over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of run over, let's head out to the K-Way Traffic Center. Check in with Darren Copeland. Well, luckily nothing's uh, run over at the moment. But Come on, man. I know Kareem is not a huge player and those types of hits, he can really show his bravado. Don't call it a comeback. Hall of Awesome, Grant Smith back there. Seat man. The hat, the glasses, the shirt, the mustache, all of it. Can't eat swag. It's your world. I'm paying rent to live in it. I'm going to be a little like this, folks. Just letting you know. There we go. 56690 is the text line uh, for the 303. There's a car fire heading eastbound after the overlook about a mile from McCaslin. So if you're out there driving here and that, there you go. 
You guys were talking about Kareem Jackson when we went to the break. Yeah, you know, for me, Steve and I have had this conversation for a while when we look at just safeties around the league and how the game has changed uh, so much and so much of what we were able to do, you cannot do now. And the problem for me is they tell defensive players, don't do this, but they're not showing them any kind of film work to say, well, here's Just the how best you way. Do it. Yeah. Here's how you should do it. So there's so much gray area, and then you have a lot of those plays that are bang-bang plays. And I was a part of the play when I played here with the Broncos. We are playing against Kansas City. Eddie Kinnison is playing for the, the Chiefs, and he catches a pass, a slant. Wait, he caught it? Yeah, he actually caught it. I called. I used to call Eddie Skillet Hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to catch the ball between yeah. two frying pans. <laughs> this particular one he caught, but as soon as he caught it, he was standing up and he saw John coming, so he ducked. So John was aiming for his chest area, but because he ducked, John hit him in the head, mm-hmm. and the ref immediately, threw, you know, threw a flag. I can't tell you what we said, you know, together. But, I mean, it was cow chips. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, what are you supposed to do as a defender when you are going towards a guy and then, upon impact, right as soon as you get there, he drops and you end up hitting him in the head. To me, that's if you want to throw a flag, fine. But I think that's where instant replay should be used to review the play to determine intent. Mm-hmm. Because that fine that you're going to get, it's going to be excessive. So I thought that... It's a replay should have been used in this case uh, of Kareem Jackson as well. Got it reduced to two games. P.J. Locke's going to get a chance to showcase his wares. I, I think P.J.'s a guy who's kind of had a nose for the football. We've seen him in limited action the preseason. He's got a couple picks, forced fumbles, that kind of stuff. We see him. He gets a pick to end the game. Pick it off. Jordan Love. <laughs> hey, P.J. Locke's playmaker. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he, I think I like he might be. Yeah, I, I like P.J. Um also, I, I like Caden Stearns, hoping that he can make a full recovery. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I think he'll step in and, and, and do a fine job. Uh, I do feel bad for K-Jack, though, uh, just because that's the way we play back when, back when, back when we played. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't get penalized for it. Set the tone. Yes. Tone <laughs> set it. I got to be honest. I, I used to... Hopefully the players don't won't do this. I'm sure they won't. They're much smarter than this. More, smart, much smarter than I was back then. I used to try to hit people in the in the chin. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> up under the chin? Yeah, <laughs> right up under the chin. See, Mama said, "Knock you out." See, Kenore Kennedy was that same way yeah. because he would always say, "Hey, Ferg, I'm gonna kiss him in the mouth." Right, and that's, that's face mask to face mask. Yeah, right. yeah. That's, yeah. That was that's the way that he he talked about. Not, so. not all the time, but yeah. you know, so I, I I did that some, and you know it. I, I know one time I did it, and I got dizzy. I almost knocked myself out. Like, oh, so, I mean, the rules were made to protect both players, both mm-hmm. the person that's getting hit and the person that's doing the hitting. So, uh, you know, they're looking out for Kareem Jackson's best interest as well. And yeah, I, I still feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. I, I, but I've also pointed out that because of other hits that he's made, now there is, fair or not, a reputation that follows you around. And, and the refs aren't supposed to take that into account. But we all know they do. They yeah, get to. They yeah, get they to. do. That's like Bill Romanowski. Yeah. He's perfect. <laughs> see, wait, see, that's different. See, Vontae was just out of control. Out of control. Okay, and Dominic Sue out of control. 
Right? Those type of players are different. But, they, uh, but uh, okay, and some of it they earned. But some things they got flags for that they didn't actually, I mean, that no one else would have gotten a flag for because it's them. And the, well, the reason being because a lot of their early penalties were so egregious. Like Steve just said, he would stump on guys and he would kick them in, oh, in the yeah. crotch. I mean, it's like, come on, man. That's not even part of the game. What are you doing? Yeah. That's Steve, excessive. You were, you were stepping on guys in the jump? No, 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 no. No, 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 no that's Steve, never, Nick, you you'd never, never? No. Now, I, here's what I will tell you. Have you ever... Get in a pile? The, little, the fumble, little knuckle action? When the ball and you see a bunch of guys, let me tell you. Knuckle? There's, there's some, wicked stuff. There. There's some yeah. wicked stuff. There's some wicked stuff that goes on underneath there. that pile. I'm yes, just telling sir. you. <laughs> you just better make sure you're not the one grasping for the football. Yeah, because yes. the fingers will get broken. Yes, yes, yes. Other things get... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, put it that way. Just use your imagination. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm going to refrain from that. <laughs> Broncos country tonight rolls on after this right here on KOA, 850 AM, 94.1 FM. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.